Good morning, good morning, good morning to you, and welcome to Key Powerments. I'm Dr. K, and these are key moments to empower your life with Christ. I love, absolutely love Key Powerments, and I love the uh, live audio broadcast because the Bible says, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord God is saying to the church. And so I love this. <laughs> absolutely love it. Good morning to my husband. I know that he is listening from wherever he is. Good morning to you, my love. And good morning to our key team and everyone who's listening. Let me know where you're listening in from. So if I just so happen to look down at my phone, <clears throat> I can give your city and state a shout out. I'm so grateful for what the Lord is doing in the lives of his people as we're releasing those keys in those hearts. Those keys are because God desires to give us the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever we bind in earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever we loose in earth will be loose in heaven. Those hearts are because we are experiencing the unconditional love of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And there's nothing that anyone can do about it. We're saying the name Jesus all up and down the timeline, for it is at his name that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that our God, he is Lord. And there's nothing that anybody can do about it. How about that? <laughs> I love God. Let's go into a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you on this wonderful morning that you've given us. We thank you right now for the wisdom of the Holy Spirit of God speaking through the airwaves. God, we thank you now uh, for leading and guiding us. Holy Spirit of God, speak. Holy Spirit of God, move. Holy Spirit of God, have your way. We reverence you, Lord. We thank you and we exalt your holy name. In Jesus' mighty, wonderful name, amen and amen. So <clears throat> I want to talk to you this morning as the Holy Spirit of God would give me to speak to you. And you know how it goes, right? If the Lord leads me to preach, if the Holy Spirit of God leads me to preach, then I will preach. But I, you know, I just want to just go ahead and just go here. Um, 1 Corinthians, the first chapter, and I'm going to be reading just one uh, little verse. And I'm going to be reading it from the NIV as we um, move forward and do what the Lord has called us to do. Because what God is getting ready to do for your life, um, it's just, it's going to be unexplainable. Uh, it's, no one is going to be able to understand this next move of God in your life. I mean, you probably are not going to really be able to understand it. It's just going to manifest. Um, I need someone, as I begin to read the scripture, to say, God is prophetic. God is prophetic. Oh, God, I love that. God is prophetic. Um, and I'm going to be reading from 1 Corinthians, the first chapter and the 27th verse. And it reads this, just this one little verse here. It says, but God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things. Verse 27, but God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong things. I'm going to say that again. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. I love that. <clears throat> and I just had to just take a moment and just think because, um, you know, when I'm when I'm reading the scripture and when I'm, you know, I'm reading the word of God, first of all, 
So I can't just read the word of God and just be like, oh, I just read the word of God. I, I don't do that. I, I like to take my time and read each word to see if whether or not the Holy Spirit of God is going to give me an illumination on the word that he has allowed me to read or utter from my lips because I understand that this is his word. And because it's his word, I can't just handle it any kind of way, right? I just can't read it any kind of way. I have to read it in the spirit that will begin to feast on the word of God with the spirit of expectancy and allowing him and knowing that he's going to give me what he needs me to know regarding each word that I read in the word of God, because it's just that serious for me. It might not be that serious for you, but to me, it's just that serious, that serious that every single word in the Bible, the Spirit of God will then begin to revelate and illuminate and begin to give you insight on every single word in the Bible. I mean, every every jot and every tittle. And so when I read the Word of God, I never just, just skim through it because He's holy. And because he's holy and he's to be revered, revered, I just don't just be like, well, I just read the word. Boom, that's it. Mm -mm. Now, God ain't going to get me. Now, that's my relationship. It might not be your relationship, but that's my relationship with the Lord. So I woke up this morning and the spirit of the Lord God began to flash some things back in my spirit. And as he began to flash some things back in my spirit, I began to say, wow, God, you're just absolutely phenomenal. He's amazing. And he told me, he says, I want you to tell the people of God that in this season, what I'm getting ready to do in their life is going to be unexplainable. Uh, people are not going to understand what God is getting ready to do in your life. But but that's okay because the Bible says in Proverbs 3 and 5 that we are not to lean to our own understanding, but we are to acknowledge God in all of our ways while he directs our path. You know, one thing I love about God is that God then takes pieces of your life. Yes, he does. He takes pieces of your life and he puts them together. You know, a lot of people say, well, God doesn't work in pieces. Well, yes, he does. Because to me, a step is a piece of a path. Yeah, I'm just, just, that's my thing, right? And so a step is a piece of what I could possibly be moving in a direction of. So a step is a piece of where I'm going. It's not the whole thing. One step does not encompass my destiny. I'm just being honest. One step does not encompass my whole destiny, my whole purpose. One step then is a piece of the purpose that needs to be fulfilled in my life. And so with you. And so when the spirit of the Lord God really releases a prophetic word or prophetic utterance over your life, what it does is he then will allow that word, I like to say, he will steal it in time and push it and catapult it to the future because that's just the way he is. He begins to steal it in time and then catapult it to the future. And then your now becomes the piece to move towards what he catapulted. And I love that because when I say God steals it in time, and the reason why I say that is because when God then releases a prophetic word over your life, what happens is he steals it in the time that it's been released and and thrusts it in the future. Why? Because now what happens is, <clears throat> is the word cannot go backwards. It's stilled in a position of now, and then it, it shoots towards the future. And then the pieces of your life, the steps that you've taken, that God makes together, he works it all together for the good, then begins to position you to walk towards 
what has been released in the atmosphere. And so this is why I love to say that God takes the pieces of your life and he puts them together to fulfill his work. I love God for that uh, because you have to understand that when God begins to uh, put the pieces of your life together to fulfill his purpose and his will in your life, it oftentimes goes against what we think it should be done. Is that because that's just the way God is? You know, when you begin to read 1 Corinthians and you begin to read the first chapter, you know, and you begin to read all the way down in the context of scripture, verse starting at verse 18, when it comes down to God using the foolish things to confound the wise, it talks about Christ crucified is God's power and wisdom. <clears throat> it talks about the crucifixion of Jesus Christ being God's power and wisdom. And it begins to talk about how the Jews and the Greeks, uh, they didn't really think that the Messiah was the Savior. Uh, because, you know, the Greeks didn't think that Jesus was the Messiah because he didn't have the mystical powers of their God. And he died on the cross with uh, thieves. And so now they, they, they misunderstood the power of God. They misunderstood it based upon their old understanding. And you have to understand that I love how Paul began to write this because what he does is he summarizes Isaiah 29 and 14. He begins to say, you know, he just summarizes it in the New, T the New Testament. And, and you know that scripture says, you know, God doesn't, his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are definitely not our thoughts. And he begins to summarize this to emphasize the point that, 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 that has been misunderstood throughout the ages of times. You know, God's way of thinking is not like the world's way. You know, the normal wisdom of man has nothing to do with God's wisdom. I love that. It has nothing to do with God's wisdom. You know, God is the type of God that understands eternal life, offers eternal life because he is eternal life. And man can't do that. Man cannot understand eternal life. Man cannot understand in their own wisdom the ways of God. You know, we try to do things the way we desire to do things and they, we, we always wind up in a mess. I don't know about you. I don't know about nobody else. But I know when I try to do things the way I want to do them, I've always wound up in a situation that I don't want to be in and then God has to make it work for my good. So I just go ahead and just try to decrease to the best of my ability so that the wisdom of the Holy Spirit of God can be applied to every step that he's ordered in my life. Because sometimes what happens is, is when God begins to order your steps as a child of God, because we have a lack of understanding, we oftentimes begin to try to emotionally rationalize what God is doing in our life and it causes us to have unhealthy emotions because now uh, we're at a place where it doesn't look like God has ordered us. And how could God allow this to happen when it's not supposed to happen like this because, you know, everything's supposed to be peaches and cream. You know, I, I love what God told me. He said, if people think that walking with me is peaches and cream, then they can have their dessert on the other side because you have to understand that even though walking with the Lord is a step that has been ordered by him and has been predestined, there are things in your life that must be pressed out of your life in order for the will of God to be pressed in your life or in order for it to manifest or unfold in your life. And you know, I love God because God says, I'm looking at the comparison or I'm using the analogy of the, of the understanding of the Jews and the Greeks. Uh, and when it comes down to the wisdom of God and my crucifixion, I'm using this to reflect how lack of understanding 
the man has as it pertains to eternal life, as it pertains to the way that I think. I mean, because really, let's look at this thing, right? You have to you have to die to live, and then you got to live to die. Like, that doesn't make any sense to the natural mind. So the natural and human understanding, it doesn't make any sense, right? So God gives you eternal life through death. It doesn't make any sense. And so now because it doesn't make any sense to the natural mind, but to the believer, it makes sense. To the believer, it makes a lot of sense. See, the wisdom of man will often un not understand what God is doing. If you understand any part of your life in what God is doing, it's not you. I'm going to say that one more time. If you understand any part of your life and what God is doing, it's not you. You can't take the credit for it. There is no way that you can take the credit for what you didn't know prior to meeting Jesus. It doesn't work that way. You can't take the credit for what you don't, what you know now that you know Jesus. You didn't know it before you knew him. So why would you take the credit now that you understand a piece of what he's doing? That's not you. That's the Holy Spirit of God. And because we don't know how to tap into the realm of the spirit, when it comes down to uh, 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 allowing God to speak to our spirit, we miscategorize the voice and the movement of God because now we ourselves or the enemy have convinced us that we know more than we thought we knew. And, and, and so you have to understand what God does is God in his just amazing self, he then takes what doesn't look like it's supposed to be him and he uses it as it being him. You know, you have to understand that I love this scripture that God begins to put here and Paul begins to write you know as we begin to read it and we begin to dissect it it talks about the power and wisdom of God and I love God because he challenges the Jews and the Greek you know in verse 20 he challenges he said where is the wise person where is the teacher of the law where is the philosopher of this age has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world I love this for since in the wisdom of God the world through its wisdom did not know him. God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. I love this because, you know, they thought they knew what to teach. The people of the law thought they knew what to teach concerning God. They thought they knew the law. They thought they knew all of these things. And God said, y'all don't know nothing. I need for somebody to say, y'all don't know nothing. It don't say, I don't know nothing, but just say, y'all don't know nothing because a lot of people are offended. And you know, you say, you don't know nothing. And then they get offended because they're talking about you and they really don't know nothing. It, but it's okay. Just say, y'all don't know nothing. To avoid the spirit of offense from rising up in your spirit, just, just look at everybody else and say, y'all don't know nothing, <laughs> right? Because I'm, I'm not ashamed to say, I knew nothing until I met Jesus. I didn't even know anything. And, and I love this because God looking at them, he says, y'all think y'all know what to do. Y'all think y'all know exactly what to do. And now you don't have the wisdom of God. And now what you're doing is not really what it is. And so now you're foolish things. <laughs> you're making me laugh. I love God for this. And now you must understand that the Jews demanded signs and Greeks look for wisdom. But, but we preach the gospel crucified. And these Jews and these Greeks, they begin to look for signs and wonders. You know, God begins to talk about this in the Bible. And he begins to say that the, you know, foolish people, they begin to look for all these signs and these wonders. You know, and they are fascinated by all of these things. And they don't even understand these things in the realm of the spirit. And so now from a religious standpoint and a, 
emotional and a philosophy of, 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 of a religion. In other words, a mysticism, uh, signs and wonders validated a God to them. And so now God says, y'all don't even understand what's going on. And so now your mystical ways and your ways of believing and your believing of the law, these, you know, these things that you have, these things are foolish. I love God. And what does this have to do with you? It has to, everything to do with you because the move of God in your life does not look like it's going to be a move of God in your life. Just like the Jews and the Greek. The Messiah did not look like or appear to be uh, the Savior because he was hanging on the cross. The, 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 the Messiah it did not look like he was the Messiah. He couldn't have possibly been the Savior because now the Savior, well, he was supposed to ride in on, on a chariot and sit on a big throne. This is not the Savior. This does not look like the Savior. And because they did not have an understanding because they were foolish that this really was the Savior, they missed being in a relationship with who could actually save them. See, this is how people are going to look at your life. They're going to prejudge your life because it doesn't look like God is in your life and they're going to miss the opportunity to be blessed by your life because now they're prejudging the move of God in your life. And this is what you can't do yourself. You cannot prejudge the move of God in your life or you'll miss the move of God in your life. See, you believing that your steps have been ordered by the Lord, regardless of what it looks like, begins to tap you into a realm of the spirit that causes the wisdom of man to be confounded. It causes your wisdom absolutely to be lacked and depend on the wisdom of the Holy Spirit of God. Because now there comes a place in your life where you have to trust God when you can't trace him. But how now am I trying to trace what I can't see? And this is why we have to understand by the wisdom of the Holy Spirit of God that God requires a higher level of trust from us. He requires us to depend on him when we can't see him. I can't trace what I can't see. You know, a lot of people say, you know, you have to you have to trust God when you can't see him. Well, I can't see him anyway, so I might as well trust it anyway. If I believe in God and I can't trace him because I can't see him, what would make me stop trusting him just because I can't see him? I mean, I didn't see him in the beginning when I believed, so why would I stop believing in him and trusting him now that I can't see him? You know, it doesn't make any sense to me. It really doesn't make any sense. If I took the initiative to receive this new life and I didn't see the new life, I embraced the new life by faith. Why then? Because I can't trace him, I stop trusting him. That doesn't even make any sense to me. You see how foolish we are? When, 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 when our life is not going the way we think it should go, when it comes down to the move of God, then we get discouraged. But we wasn't discouraged when we received this new life. It doesn't make any sense to me. Somewhere the enemy has gotten into the psyche of our mind and has spoken to us and caused a spirit of doubt to rise up in us and cause us to believe that we actually can understand all of God. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me. How then can we understand all of the creator when we don't even understand all of who we are? It doesn't even make sense. And so what God is doing in your life is he said, I need you to take away the factor that you really understand all of what I'm doing in your life. Because what I'm doing in your life is going to be unexplainable even to you. I know we have a relationship, but what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to surprise you. I need for somebody to say, surprise, God did it. This is what God is getting ready to do in your life. He says, I need for them to trust me in totality. I don't need for them to try to trace what they can't see because I can't trace what I can't see. Period. Point 
like any discussion. There's no connection in the invisible. I can't connect it. I can't connect the dots because I don't see the dots. And so now I don't see what God is doing in my life that I, tr I trust him enough to know that all things are going to work together for the good because I love him and I'm called according to his purpose. See, other people are going to look at you and they're going to think your life is falling apart. But what's happening, it is really falling into place. See, when people can trace what's happening in your life, it's not God. I'm going to say that one more time. When people can trace what's happening in your life and they know exactly what's happening in your life, that's not God. They don't have the wisdom of the Holy Spirit of God if they absolutely knew what was going on in your life. Watch this. And y'all both at the same level. It doesn't even work like that. Y'all both doing the same thing. You And a matter of fact, let me just say this like this. You have a greater spiritual relationship with Jesus Christ than they do, but they now are telling you that God is not moving in your life. And looking at you like you got a problem, why are you still serving God? Why are you still praising God? You might as well do it this way. And so now you've got illegal counsel going on in your atmosphere that doesn't understand the move of God in your life. And now you listen to the illegal counsel in your life that's not even submitted to the power of the Holy Spirit of God in your life. And what happens is, is now you have linked up with someone who doesn't even understand the move of God. They don't even know what the Holy Spirit of God feels like. They don't even understand. They haven't even read their word. They haven't even read the whole book of Genesis. They don't even understand Proverbs. They don't understand. They haven't even read the 91st Psalms. Hear me by the leading of the Holy Spirit of God. But yet you link up to someone who doesn't even have a prayer life. They don't go to church. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Why is the Lord walking down this aisle? I'm going to walk down here. They don't go to church. They don't give no tithe. They don't worship the Lord. They club every weekend. They got a mouth of profanity. Every time you turn around, they're doubting your walk with Christ. But yet you're seeking counsel with them. Something's wrong with that picture. And I don't know who you are, but you need to stop because the Holy Spirit of God just revealed it to me. And so now watch this. So now you're seeking counsel from someone who doesn't understand the counselor. It doesn't, it don't work like that. It, it, it doesn't work like that. They don't read their word. They don't go to church. They don't pray. They don't fast. They don't do anything. But you want to talk to them about what's going on in your life as it pertains to your relationship with Jesus Christ. Watch this now. I love God because God is the kind of God that'll sit back and let you do that. And he'll say, I'm going to wait for you to understand that they're not going to understand what I'm doing in your life. They don't have the godly wisdom to understand and embrace the fact of the unknown and the realm of the unknown. They don't have the ability to even do that because now they're just really trying to reel you in. And the counsel that they're giving you is not godly counsel. I can't give you what I didn't experience. I can't do it. I cannot give you what I have not experienced. I can't even impact your life with what I haven't experienced because my experience develops the hope that I need to begin to begin to execute the things of God. And so now they have no experience when it comes down to relationship with Jesus, but yet they want to dictate your relationship with Jesus. It doesn't work that way. You don't even go to church. Why would I seek counsel from you? You're not even stable. You don't even have a stable church home. Why would I seek stability in my relationship with Christ when you don't even have a stability in your relationship with Christ?
<laughs> I think there needs to be uh, a, 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 an adjustment when it comes down to your environment. Watch this. You must understand what God is doing in this season. Uh, people think they know the move of God in your life. People think they know what God is doing in your life. But, but in this season, God is going to prove them wrong. And he's going to prove to them that you have a closer relationship to him than they gave you credit for. See, what God is doing in your life because of your faithfulness... We're not talking about everyone here. We're talking about those who are faithful. Not, 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 not talking about those who are part-time relationships, those who are in an affair with Jesus. I'm not talking about those who are in an affair with Jesus. I'm talking about those who are trusting God when they can't trace him. I'm talking about those who are persevering in the face of the enemy when it looks like they need to throw in the towel. Uh, the Holy Ghost is speaking to those who know that God is working something out in their life that they can't understand. Understand. I, I, the Holy Ghost is talking about those who feel like they're about to crack under pressure, but know the pressure is cooking and making whatever it is in the pot ready to eat. You have to understand what God is doing in your life. See, what the Lord is doing is he's taking the pieces of your life and he's putting together what has been prophesied over your life. I need for someone to say prophecy is about to be fulfilled in my life. Don't be afraid. In fact, I need you to open up your mouth exactly where you are because you have to understand I love this when the sun is down God I love the minister when the sun is down I love to pray when the sun is down I love praying in the break of day I love getting up in the wee hours of the morning I love that because it is in this time where uh, the atmosphere is daytime but the atmosphere is dark I love that I love that. Those are two realms operating. I love that so much. It's one realm, but it's operating in two dimensions. I love that. And so I love ministering in the wee hours of the morning. I love praying in the wee hours of the morning. I love getting up before the sun comes up. You know, this is the perfect place and the most amazing place to command your day. Exactly when the sun, uh, before the sun begins to come up. Because when the sun meets the sound of your words, the words have already been set in the atmosphere. Good God from glory to him, which means that you understand the rising and the day breaking before the sun. Y'all better hear me by the leading of the Holy Spirit of God. You got to know how to operate in the realm of power. You got to know how to operate in the realm of authority. Hear me by the leading of the Holy Spirit of God. I need for someone to begin to say God is prophetic and prophecy is being fulfilled in my life. Uh, this is why David began to rise before daybreak because he understood the power of the two dimensions. He understood the power of operating in the realm of the Spirit, even though he did not have the infilling of the Holy Spirit of God. You better read the Word of God. I need for someone to say, prophecy is getting ready to be fulfilled in my life. Even though it doesn't look like God is moving in your life, I stop by as an oracle of God, as a mouthpiece of the Holy Spirit of God to tell you that what's happening in your life are the main prime ingredients for the fulfillment of prophecy in your life. Uh, there are going to be Jews and Greeks that are going to surround your life and they're going to be looking for miracle signs and wonders and this is going to be their indication that God is with you but God is saying I'm not going to give them to see I'm going to give you something to see because what I'm doing in your life is going to be an experience a personal experience that you're going to encounter between me and you that's going to give you the ability to remain steadfast unmovable always abounding in the work of the Lord I'm not going to make their eyes privy to 
the miracle. I'm not going to make their eyes privy to the sign. I'm not going to make their eyes privy to the wonder because now what will happen is this will be an indication that I'm with you, but I need to confound them. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to give it to you by yourself. I'm going to give it to you by yourself and I'm going to cause them to look at your life and prejudge your life. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to cause them to look at your life, prejudge your life and I'm going to cause them to begin to be in amazement that you're still walking with me. I need them to be confounded. I don't need them to know what I'm doing in your life in this season but I need you to know what I'm doing in your life in this season. I love God because God is the kind of God that will cause you to receive a breakthrough a private breakthrough to cause somebody else to believe God. Yeah, they're going to be looking at you saying, why are you still serving God? Why are you still worshiping God? You mean to tell me you still save? You're not going to be watching your life because now God has given you a private miracle. He's given you a private wonder. He's given you a private move of who he is. And this is going to be the voice of your miracle. This is going to be the voice. See, your steadfastness is going to prove God's miraculous power. Good God from glory today. They are not going to understand it because God is not going to give them the wisdom to understand why you are still focused, why you're still stable, why you're still pushing, why you're still going. There's something that happens in the midnight hour. There's something that happens when you pray. There's something that happens when you fast. There's something that happens when you read and study the word of God. There's an intimacy that happens behind closed doors that they have not been privy to. But what God is getting ready to do is when he begins to show the world to you and begin to reveal his glory in your life, it's going to be bigger than what they prejudged you to be. It's going to be bigger than what they did. See, you must understand that people are watching you. People are watching your life, even though it doesn't seem like it. People are watching you. Your enemies are watching you. People who need hope are watching you. People who need Jesus are watching you. Disbelievers, unbelievers, and those who are desiring you to fail. They're watching you. Every person around you is watching you. And while you're still away in your private time with God, as he's imparting into your spirit, believer, all of the Jews and Greeks that follow the mystical powers of their God of the world are watching you. And they're prejudging your life, saying, truly, God is not with them because it doesn't look like God is with them, but something deep down in your spirit knows that God has not left you. He has not forsaken you. Something in your spirit begins to talk to your spirit to let you know that you're coming out of the situation that you're in right now. Let them prejudge your life. It's supposed to look like you're not coming out because that's an indication that God is bringing you out. Let the Jews and the Greeks with their mystical powers and Levitical laws and laws of dogmatic understandings and belief. Let them begin and I love the Levitical laws now. Don't get me wrong, but I follow it under the New Testament and the grace of God and the dispensation of grace. But let them dogmatic lawgivers and law scribers begin to look at your life because what God is getting ready to prove it's going to confound the wisdom of what they thought they knew concerning your life. God is getting ready to perform a prophetic word. The words that God has spoken over your life is about to be revealed over your life. What God has spoken is getting ready to manifest in your life.
life. Why? Because it doesn't look like it's going to manifest. Good. That's exactly where God desires for you to be. That's exactly the place where God is saying you need to be because now you're not leaning to your own understanding. You're acknowledging God in all of your ways. While he begins to direct your path, it's not supposed to look like God is going to bring you out. That's the reason why he's bringing you out. You must understand by the leading of the Holy Spirit of God that it will never look like God is moving in your life. You've got to know that God is moving in your life. See, your knowing puts a demand on your steadfastness. See, they don't know that God is moving in your life because it doesn't look like God is moving in your life. They are not Jew. They are not Greek. They follow mystical powers and they follow mystical signs and wonders and they are dogmatic in their belief of the law. And so it's not going to look like they don't have the understanding of the relationship that you have with Jesus. It's it, God is getting ready to blow your mind in this season. I'm telling you, if it's going to get ready to be a domino effect of blessings that God is getting ready to release in your life and they're going to be in awe. It's going to leave you in awe, but it's going to leave them in awe because now they're going to be confounded and they're going to be trying to figure out what happened and how did you get what you got? How in the world did this happen? It looked like you were sinking, it, but we learned on last week the reason why we were sinking is because we got the overflow of the fishes. Good God from glory to them. It's supposed to look like you're sinking. It's supposed to look like you're not coming out. It's to them. It's supposed to look like that. But what God is getting ready to do is he's shifting your life into purpose. God is shifting your life because your steps have been ordered by the Lord. I need for someone to say, God is shifting my life. See, every single millisecond of your life, let me say this, every second, every millisecond of your life, Every millisecond of your life. And what is a millisecond? A millisecond comes before the second. See, you've got the milliseconds, you've got the seconds, you've got the minutes, and then you've got the hours. And so now every millisecond of your life, God is shifting your life as you are steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the works of the Lord. As you begin to allow the enemy, watch this now, to see how focused you are when it comes down to the things of God, it begins to frustrate him. God, it begins to frustrate your enemy that now you are still locked into what looks like you're not coming out. You're still locked into who has ordered your steps in a place where it looks like you're not coming out. It, it, it confounds him. It disrupts the kingdom of darkness. It begins to disrupt the kingdom of darkness because now you must understand by the leading of the Holy Spirit of God. God is a connoisseur of light and darkness. He begins to extract light out of darkness. I love God for this. For the mysteries of God are found in the darkness. And so you must understand that what God does is he then will extract light from darkness. This is how I love God. This is why I love God. Because God will say, wait a minute now. A light is seen brightest in darkness. And you must understand that the light of God in you and your ability to be steadfast in the things of God begins to confound and frustrates the kingdom of darkness because now what happens is it's in a place of darkness where you can't see but now the light begins to shine in a place where it looks like you can't see. This is why you need to be steadfast because your steadfastness your steadfastness begins to produce a light in darkness which begins to give you an indication of direction and so this is why it begins to shake the kingdom of darkness. This is why the confoundment and the wisdom 
kingdom of man is buried in the spirit of darkness. Good God from glory today. This is why you must understand by the leading of the Holy Spirit of God. What God is getting ready to do in your life is unexplainable because they are not going to be able to see their way through the manifestation of God in your life. They're not going to be able to see it because they don't have the eyes to see. They don't have the ears to hear. They don't have the heart to understand all that God is getting ready to do in your life. But as you begin to press into the things of God, see, the more hell you face, the greater God is bringing you out. Let me say that again. The more hell you face, the more God is bringing you out. You don't believe me? You better read the scripture. When Jesus began to face things that he didn't think or he knew he was going to face, but he had to go into Gethsemane first. But you better read the scripture and the timeline of Jesus' resurrection. You better read the timeline of the apostles. You better read the timeline of those who received the victory. Somewhere in the body of Christ, we have it all backwards. I look for hell to raise in my life. Y'all going to be all right in just a little while. Because when hell raises in my life, that means glory is about to be released in my life. There is an indication in the atmosphere that God is moving in my life. It has alerted the kingdom of darkness. And now they try to send their diabolical agents into my atmosphere because now they are privy to the demand of manifestation that's about to unfold. Hear me by the leading of the Holy Spirit of God. The more hell I begin to face in my life, this is just me, and this is my personal relationship with Jesus Christ because I followed the timelines from Genesis to Revelations and I found out that the presence of God puts a demand on hell's fire. Good God from glory today. The presence of God begins to pique the interest of the enemy and I understand that when God is about to perform a miracle in my life, the atmosphere begins to feel the pressure of my miracle. The atmosphere begins to feel the pressure. The kingdom of darkness begins to feel and sense the presence of God shifting my milliseconds of life. You got to understand by the leading of the Holy Spirit of God that your life is not your own. In God you live, you move, and you have your very being. And when you decided to submit to the leading of the Holy Spirit of God, it put a demand in the spiritual atmosphere in where you walk. Good God from glory today. You're not going to understand everything that God does, but the fact that you believe when others don't believe is indication that God is moving through you. You're not even thinking with your own mind. God in heaven today, how in the world can you continue to believe in the midst of chaos? You're not even operating in your flesh. Did you not know that you're not operating in your flesh? Uh, you better hear me by the Holy Spirit of God. You are operating from a realm of the spirit that the enemy never thought you would tap into. Hear me by God. This has nothing to do with you but everything regarding the purpose in which God has predestined your life for. There is greater for you and what's getting ready to unfold in your life is going to be unexplainable. You might as well get used to supernatural. Uh, there is an indication that's disrupting the atmosphere that's letting the kingdom of darkness know that God is getting ready to release the prophetic word that's been spoken over your life. It's getting ready to happen. Someone say, it's getting ready to happen. It's getting ready to happen. Yeah, it's getting ready to happen and the enemy doesn't want you to know it. He's trying to cause you to try to understand what you can't. You, you can't understand it. Just walk. 
Just, just walk. Just, just, just walk. Just, 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 just walk. Watch this. As I'm sitting here, and, and you know, the Lord, he uses the simple things. He, he uses the simple things. There was a song by C.C. Peniston years ago, and it said, keep on walking. I'm not talking to you anymore. You can just go. Keep on walking. I ain't talking. See, you got to keep on walking and don't talk to your distractions no more. You got to keep on walking and stop talking to your enemies. Keep on walking. You're not talking to them anymore. You're not talking to your problems. You're commanding your problems. I'm not having a conversation with my problem. I'm not having a conversation with my problem. You're a problem because there's a resolution that's about to happen. I don't want to have a conversation with you. I want to command you. And the reason why you presented yourself is an indication that there's a resolution and an answer about to be coming into my atmosphere. Anytime a problem arises, an answer is about to manifest. I don't want to talk to my problem. I need to command my problem. In fact, the reason why you're here is a sure indication that there's an answer that's about to happen in my environment. Hear me by the leading of the Holy Spirit of God. I'm not talking to my problem. I'm not talking to my distractions. I'm not talking to you anymore. I am commanding whatever God desires to manifest in my atmosphere to manifest. You are an indication that an answer is about to come forth. You problem. You are a problem, which means that your problem puts a demand on an answer. See, wherever there's a problem, you better expect an answer. Wherever there is a problem, you don't have a conversation with the problem. You expect the answer to manifest because a problem is only a pressure for the answer. When there is a problem, you better be sure there is a sure indication and should be an expectation that an answer is coming your way. See, problems puts a demand on an answer to manifest. I'm not talking to you. I'm not, you. You got an enemy? If you have enemies, watch this. The Bible said, not me, the Bible. The Bible says that God will prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. So I'm not talking to my enemies no more. I'm getting ready to unfold my napkin. I'm not talking to my enemies no more. My appetite is now getting ready, has been induced. I'm not talking to my enemies anymore because as sure as my enemies are present, God is preparing a table. My focus is on the table, not my enemies, because I'm going to sit down and eat, not you. And the fact that you have arisen in my life as enemies is a sure indication you have put a demand on the atmosphere for a preparation of my table. See, you think that what you're doing is a predication, uh, an indication that I'm folding. No, I'm unfolding the napkin is what I'm doing. I'm not folding it. I'm unfolding it because God is preparing a table before me in your presence. It's inexplainable. I know I know you thought you had the power, but you ain't really got no power. And see, your perception of your power has now been misunderstood by your understanding and your wisdom. God's about to take the foolish things to confound the wise. That's why God told you to start the business with no money. That's why he told you to write the book with no money. That's why God told you to pray. That's why God told you to do things that goes against the grain of the wisdom of man. Because God says, I'm getting ready to do the impossible and what looks like it's not possible. I'm getting ready to do it. I'm getting ready to do it. I, I, I'm getting ready to do it. Somebody say, do it, God. Somebody say, do it, God. Say, say, somebody just say, do it, God. Do it. Do it, God. Listen, I love God for what he has done. 
I need for someone to say, do it, God. Put it in your atmosphere. Put it in your atmosphere and then say it. Say, do it, God. Type it and then and then and then say it in your atmosphere. Do it, God. Do it, God. Do it, God. Listen, I love God for what he is doing today. And I love God for how he's moving. I love God for what he is and how he takes the simple things to confound the wise. Whatever the Lord has spoken to you to do, do it. It doesn't matter what it looks like. Obey God. But can I tell you something? I, I wanna, can I tell you a secret? Shh. <laughs> Let me tell you a secret. <laughs> it's not your responsibility. It's not your responsibility uh, to fulfill what you don't have the power to fulfill. Can I just say that? See this? You hear this? As you begin to obey the word, it's God's responsibility to fulfill his word. Oh, shh. Don't let the enemy know you know that. Because what happens is he'll try to make you feel like you have the power to fulfill the word. You, you, you don't have the power. Don't let the enemy know that. Don't let him know that you now know that the only thing God requires for you to do is obey, even when you don't understand. You think, shh. That, that's what was wrong with the enemy in heaven, Lucifer. He thought he could fulfill God's glory. He, he thought he had the power to be God. He thought he had the power to fulfill, but he don't. God is responsible for fulfilling his word. So even if you don't understand it, and even if you don't know what God is doing, even if it looks foolish, if God told you to do it and you do it, it's his responsibility to fulfill it. <laughs> You're working too hard. You're too hard on yourself. We are walking in we are walking in what already was. Our now is God's past. <laughs> what? Did you know that? Our now is God's past. That's right. See, it's God's responsibility to fulfill his word as you obey. <laughs> Hashtag 21. Hashtag 21. Consistency in any area develops strength consistency in any area develops strength and, and and you are consistent in knowing that what god is getting ready to do in your life is going to be unexplainable it's listen he might i, I don't you know years ago and i'm gonna tell this testimony and i'm gonna be out of here years ago i was driving down Oregon parkway and uh i didn't understand god i know for real i just did, i just knew that i was like sold out still a little sold out but I was just, wow, you know, I was a little more radical than I am right now. You wouldn't, back in my day, when I first received the baptism of the Holy Spirit of God, I would do some crazy stuff. And I was driving down Oregon Parkway, and as I was driving down Oregon Parkway, the Holy Spirit of God said, make this left turn. And I made the left turn. And it was dark. It was, it was probably like about, I just came from church. So it was like 1130, 12 o'clock at night. And because I always stayed after church. I never just left. I always stayed after church because I just like lingering, right? And so I was like always the last one to leave with the pastor. 
And, um, and so I made this left turn and I was just following the leading of the Holy Spirit of God. And he said, um, make a left turn. So I made the left turn and then he goes, uh, stop right here. Okay. I'm stopping right here. It didn't make any sense to the natural mind is foolish. Stop right here. Okay. I stopped right here. Then he says, get out the car. I get out the car. Then he says, open up your arms. I opened up my arms. Like literally, I, I promise you by the leading of the Holy Spirit of God. And so I, he says, open up your arms. Now here I am looking like a nut a dumb nut driving down the street, stopping in the middle of the street, in the middle of the street. Thank God there were no cars coming because that was just, honestly, stepping outside of my car with the car door open, with my arms open wide. As soon as I did what the Holy Spirit of God said to do, out of nowhere, and I am not lying, out of nowhere, a woman comes running directly into my arms screaming help help he's going to kill me he's going to kill me i will never forget it lord jesus and this woman ran right into my arms and the man that was chasing her he was running towards my car and i grabbed her but i knew it wasn't me that grabbed her i knew it was the holy spirit of god and i grabbed her and wrapped her in my arms and as the man was running towards my car i could see he had a knife in his hand but when he came towards my car he couldn't come near my car it was like something stopped him and he couldn't even come near my car see that was stupid to somebody and 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 and, and he stood there and it was like his eyes got big. And I heard the Holy Spirit of God. He said, take her home. I didn't know this woman. I did not know her. I didn't know her. Oh, God. And I took this woman home with me. And I took her to church. And I told her, I said, you got to trust me. I said, did, did I know I said, did, did, did you know me? Do you know me? She was like, no. I said, I said, do you do you believe that God has sent me here? She said, nobody could send you here but God. And I took the church, I took her to church, and I told the church, I said, I told the church a testimony. And I said, y'all, we gotta help her. And we gotta get her out of her place. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta move her. <coughs> and she became one of the deacons in the church. She became a deaconess in the church, and she, and God saved her life. So some of the things that God would ask us to do, we don't know why he asks us to do certain things. But do them because you never know what God is going to do and how he's going to do it. He takes the simple things to confound the wise. Ah, oh, so many stories. He takes the simple things to confound the wise. Hashtag 21, hashtag 21, consistency in any area develops strength. God is consistent and you have to be consistent too. You are, you are consistent in knowing that God is getting ready to do the unexplainable in your life. And people are not going to, they're not going to understand it. And neither are you all the time. But it's God's job to, it's his job to manifest as you obey. And in this season, as you obey God, he's going to manifest some things in your life that's going to absolutely blow your mind. I'm telling you what I know. This is not something I believe. This is something I know, y'all. Just do what God told you to do. Never mind what anybody else is saying. Never mind what anybody else thinks. It's not that the relationship is not between them, you and God. It's between you and God. And it's God's job to prove your obedience. It's his job. When you obey him, he's going to prove that you obeyed him. Listen, you're sowing your seed today. And if you're sowing your seed today, 
You need to name your seed because you know your need. Some of you just need to name your seed, God do it. For real. Some of you just need to name your seed, God do it. And you're telling God that whatever it is that he wants to do in your life, then so be it. God do it. Whatever it is that God wants to do in your life, God do it. I'm here. I'm going to obey. Because God's getting ready to take the simple things of your life and to confound every single person that thought they knew what was going on in your life. He's getting ready to take the simple things in your life even to confound you. Some of you need to name your seed, use the simple things. Some of you need to just name your seed simple things. It says God will take the simple things, the foolish things of the world to confound the world and to confound things. Let's read it one more time before we leave. Because God wants you to be encouraged today. Be encouraged. Prophecy is getting ready to be fulfilled over your life. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. Watch this. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. <laughs> God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. The world's strongest things are weak to God. And the world's weakest things are strong to God. I'm telling you. That's just the way God is. Watch what verse 25 says. Watch this. I have to read it. For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom. And the weakness of God is stronger than any human strength. <laughs> Did you hear what I just said? For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom. And the weakness of God is stronger than any human strength. You're sowing today. And I want to thank you for your seeds today. Thank you so much for sowing today. You're sowing by the leading of the Holy Spirit of God. Not in your own strength. Don't sow in your own strength. Sow in the strength of God. Sow in the power of the Holy Spirit of God. Sow by his leading. Not because I said so but by the leading of the Holy Spirit of God. And the ways to give are coming up on the screen. And you're sowing. We sow 21, but whatever the Spirit of the Lord God gives you to sow, that's what we want you to give today as the Lord begins to unction you to do so. Listen, I love you with the love of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And there's nothing you can do about it. I'm praying over the seeds as they come forth in Jesus' name. Thank you. Father, I thank you for these seeds that have come forth. I thank you, God, that the reason why they're sowing is because it has fallen on good ground. And you have allowed the word of God to till their heart. And you have allowed the prophetic instrument of my mouth to be the conduit to help pull them into what it is that you are about to do. And so now I thank you for every seed sower who has taken hold and believed God the words that have been spoken over the airways. For you said, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord God is saying to the church. And I thank you now, Holy Spirit of God, for giving them an ear to hear. But then, Father, I thank you even the more for giving them the heart to be able to give back into the ground. So now, Lord, I bless you. And I thank you for these seed sowers and those who are giving today. Continue, Lord, to open their eyes to see you moving in their life. 
never shown them you moving in their life. Give them a spiritual awareness, God, that will cause them to understand and know that you are with them. Even this day, Lord, I thank you for the light of the Holy Spirit of God exuding out of their spirit. I thank you, God, that the indication of what they have done today and how they are agreeing with the word will be that people will be looking at them strangely and will be trying to figure out what is it about them, God. They will be confounded by the sight that you are showing them concerning these individuals. God, I thank you for the light shining through them. God, I thank you for the wisdom of the Holy Spirit of God being embedded into their spirit as you lead and guide them and give them what they need. Fortify their spirit, Lord, this day. Begin to build up a spiritual fortification in their spirit to let them know that you are with them. God, we welcome the unexplainable because it is explainable to you by our own obedience. We thank you for key powerments. Thank you for the realm that you have ordained before the foundation of the world to release the wisdom of the Holy Spirit of God, directions, instructions, revelations, illuminations. Thank you. Now, Holy Spirit of God, bless your people this day and continue leading and guiding them as they submit to your will. Listen, I want you to receive a blessed day to have a blessed day because you cannot have what you do not receive. Until Wednesday morning at 5.45 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I will see you then. And thank you so much for joining me here on